Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, a big weekend for our commander-in-chief. Uh, if you were not paying attention, we have some of the highlights. Joe Biden nodding off in the middle of an interview with a uh, friend from MSNBC. Joe Biden doing an interview with a uh, man pretending to be a woman and promising he will support any uh, young, any kid who wants to go uh, under the knife and have a sex change operation, that ought to play well across America. Uh, he also uh, boasted and bragged about the uh, student loan forgiveness scam, which he uh, insists passed by a couple of votes. There's a little flaw in that we can tell you about. And Kamala, Kamala, of course, she tries to keep up with the boss and uh, she swears she never supported the BLM rioters. Uh, it's amazing what they can uh, what they can deny, thinking the media has their back. But uh, of course, we have the receipts on that one too. We have uh, a sneak peek at the uh, entertainment for the White House. I was going to say Christmas party, but the White House winter solstice party coming up. Uh, we know now who will be performing. It's a uh, a, a, a unique talent, another transgender individual has a unique way of playing the keyboards. I'll just give it, give it away. Uh, he plays the keyboard with her penis, with her penis. We have the video and uh, we know the uh, White House. We hear the White House is in talks in uh, negotiations to get that individual to play for them. Carrie Lake tells the NFL to suck it. Some uh, some more climate cultists uh, vandalizing this one. This one I'm okay with. They 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 vandalized a, a, a hundred million dollar painting earlier in the weekend, but I believe yesterday they they went after one of their their allies, and that would be Prince Charles. I mean, sorry, King Charles. We'll tell you what these punks did to the king in a wild another wild weekend in the NFL. Is anything more entertaining the NFL? Tommy boy comes crashing back to earth, maybe going through the worst stretch of his career. Will he quit? Will he continue to suck? Will he, will he claim he's injured? Will he lose everything in the divorce? We, we got an update on that to the new England Patriots take on the dreadful Chicago bears tonight. The last place Patriots, the last place and, and a rod, Aaron Rodgers, another one to come crashing back to earth. Man, what a 
crazy weekend in the NFL. We'll get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan show brought to you by my pillow. We love my pillow. Just go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard my pillow, which is normally $69.98 is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. My pillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from my pillow. Not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons. So you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry, you get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular one Oh nine 99, just thirty nine ninety nine with code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com promo code Jerry. All right, this is a great week. I, it's Monday. It's uh, late October. I'm still doing sober October. It's it's getting colder. It's it's rainy. It sucks out, but I don't care. I'm so excited for this week. We have Monday night football, even though it's the uh, freaking Bears. Uh, against the Patriots, but the Patriots have the chance to play themselves out of solo last place <laughs> in the uh, in the AFC East after the Jets and the Dolphins won over the weekend. The Patriots are uh, three and four, uh, but they'll win tonight. They'll win easily. They'll roll. The Bears suck. Uh, Tuesday we have the Fetterman Oz. Finally, the debate. I can't. I can't get my hopes up too high. Here's the problem is it's rigged. Let's be honest. It is rigged. I've never seen, I shouldn't say never. Rarely do you see a more dishonest campaign from the mainstream media attempting to carry this six foot, eight inch, 400 pound sloth over the finish line. The media is pulling out all the stuff. They're going to do everything they can to get a guy with brain damage into the Senate for six years. Cause you know, the Senate, the control of the Senate is is at stake here. And we know the media is fighting hard to get to, to make sure their team holds on to the Senate. They will even they will even pretend that this 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 cadaver is a viable candidate. He gets to use the uh, closed captioning. <laughs> he gets to use a computer. It's only an hour long. And here's what I'm going to here's what I was. I'm sure I'll be saying. Wednesday morning, I'll be saying, well, that wasn't a real debate. It was too short. It's only an hour. Obviously, the the uh, moderators will be there. There's two moderators. They're both local network news people. They'll be there to help Fetterman, to support Fetterman, to stop Oz. So I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure Wednesday morning I'll be saying, that was rigged. He's, a, he's, 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 <laughs> he's pathetic. He can't speak. He can't talk. He needs to read the questions off a computer screen. Has this ever happened before? Not because of hearing, not because he's hearing impaired, because he's mentally impaired. He had a stroke. And even before the stroke, he wasn't very good on his toes. But hopefully Oz just trounces him, swings that uh, uh, that election and uh, wins it. And uh, the, the Republicans win the Senate. There's just some terrible candidates out there for the Democrats. None worse than Uncle Festerman, who is uh, there he is with Joe Biden. How about that? I mean, what would you give to have the the hidden camera, the hidden mic uh, 
to uh, record a conversation between these two, these two pathetic, empty shells. I'm telling you, it, 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 it is a remarkable thing to watch the media attempt to prop him up. We played the CNN guy the other day, which is hilarious. You should get that again. This is, this is, that's a keeper. Ironhead, a CNN contributor who called him a pure athlete, an athlete, a political talent who represents the people of Pennsylvania because he has brain damage. Cause you know, lots of them have brain damage. <laughs> Just bizarre. The links they will go. And I don't think it's going to work. I really don't. I think, I, I, maybe I have too much faith in voters of Pennsylvania, but I can't imagine going into the voting booth and saying, yeah, I want that guy, that guy who can't have a simple Q&A, who can't have a conversation in the Senate where their job is to debate and deliberate and think and, and talk and converse. I want that guy in the Senate. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you hate Oz and how much you want Joe Biden's decide to control the Senate. You can't say that. Honestly, you can't say he's a, 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 a real viable candidate. Yeah, here he is. What's his name? I, I forget. Uh, I can look it up. This guy, this is a CNN contributor. And if you, I mean, well, obviously we've seen the media. We'll got, we have some examples of the media, uh, the links they'll go to protect their guy, Joe Biden, who clearly is not uh, cognitively uh, fit for the job. They will go to great lengths to, to hold him, to prop him up, to, to, to lie about him, but this is just comical. Uh, do we have his name, this guy? Let me find it. I'll look it up. I forget. I think he was, he's a newer guy. He's not uh, Michael DeRosa. Thanks, Ironhead. Michael DeRosa, <laughs> CNN contributor. Here's what he said with a straight face. We're looking at it. Here's what he said about uh, John Fetterman uh, on, on camera, on tape. On uh, on Thursday of last week, as they prepare, as the media prepares to gaslight you about the uh, the fitness of their guy, John Fetterman. Go ahead, play it. Recovery hasn't released his full medical records yet. Is this enough to assuage critics? I think it is. I don't even think he needed the note, to be honest with you. Have you seen the guy is a political uh, athlete, the, one of the best ones I've ever seen. He's pure talent. He looks and sounds and acts like the state of Pennsylvania, similar to like a Tim Ryan, right? <laughs> one of the best I've ever seen. I mean, dude, get, get a hold of yourself. I mean, you, you, there's, there's nobody watching that who believes that. I mean, that right there. I know we play a lot of examples of media bias, of media corruption. I know the uh, mainstream media in this country has never been more corrupt, more deceitful, more dishonest, more duplicitous. That could be the best example ever. That he's a pure athlete? Well, he did, at, he, did, he did athletically chase down that black guy with a shotgun. It was impressive. That's true. That's true. And he held him uh, at gunpoint because yeah. the guy committed the crime of jogging while black. Yeah. But that's cool. That's cool. He's a, a fighter for civil rights. But that is CNN, which is supposed to be, you know, becoming more moderate because they uh, are just bleeding money and ratings. And their new guy, Chris Lick, said he was going to come in there and, you know, try to play it down the middle. And they have a guy on there telling you Fetterman is one of the best he's ever seen at what the guy can't talk anyway. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. That's Tuesday, Wednesday. I forget Wednesday's something. And then Thursday we have uh, 
Tom Brady taking the field again on a short week against the Ravens, against an ornery Ravens team, tough team. Uh, I, I fear for the worst for uh, our guy, Tommy. Things ain't going well, but that's good. Isn't that uh, a great human drama to see how the greatest player ever will handle perhaps the worst stretch of his career? One of the most difficult stretches of his personal life. Uh, we got the details on who, whom uh, Giselle hired to uh, take Tom to the cleaners. But yesterday, one of the most shocking games I think I've ever seen, watching Brady and the Bucks unable to score a touchdown. Uh, we'll get to it, but the, um, uh, the Carolina Panthers with their fourth-string QB with no Christian McCaffrey, they, um, they, with one win on the season, beat the spread by 30, Ironhead. was close. It's really close. Don't beat the spread by 30. We'll get to that. That will be Thursday night. Great week of uh, TV watching. I hate Halloween. I mean, uh, I like, I like generally like holidays. I like Christmas. I like 4th of July. I like Thanksgiving, but Halloween just, it's just a burden. It's a pain in the ass. And uh, my wife loves it, but I can't stand it. So, uh, although this year, I will be able to uh, to crack a cold one because I, I think I'm going to make it. I got one more week, Ironhead, of uh, sober October. And I have to say, the president and uh, and all this political, it's making it difficult. It really is. Sometimes I watch our president, our commander-in-chief, you know, telling us we're on the brink of Armageddon. And then I watch him over the weekend. It is an amazing strategy. I would be criticizing them, I admit, if the Democrats, if the Biden team, if they stuck him in the basement, if they said he had a cold, if they'd said he was working with his team on strategizing, you know, for whatever, for war, and they hid him the way they've hid Fetterman, the way all the Democrats are hiding, the way Katie Hobbs is hiding and, and uh, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tim Ryan and you, you name it. The, so many Democrats are, are uh, running and hiding from debates. If they did that with him, I wouldn't blame them. He is a mess. He is almost 80, and he shows every day of it. They're not hiding him, which is an amazing strategy when you think about it. They put, and we talked about this Friday. It's This is an incredible thing. I'm going to guess lots of people were busy over the weekend. They had sports, and they had Halloween stuff, and they had football to watch. Uh, on Friday, Joe Biden, he hosted a bunch of uh, internet. Uh, social media influences all the, you know, his, his people that are going social media, that go on Twitter and Instagram and lie about him, lie for him. Um, they came, they had lunch at the white house. And then he sat down with some interviews with some friendly interviewers. One of them, his name is Dylan Mulvaney. Again, we talked about it. We showed you the video the other day as he was getting ready to go to the white house and, he was doing a video about what he was going to wear. He's got nice high heels. He wore colors of the rainbow flag. This, this, this person, this man is, is not re really well adjusted. Let's be honest. This person is unhinged. He's been a woman for tw 220 days, 220 days ago. This guy decided he was a woman, started wearing women's clothes and, and, and acting. And I should say parroting parodying women. This Cosplay. is like, again, it's like somebody wearing, you know, this is like Jimmy Kimmel or, uh, Ju uh, or Justin Trudeau wearing blackface. You generally frown on such a thing. 
Um, but you get to do it. If you're a guy, you get to mock women, pretend you know what women are, how they act, you know, how they do their makeup and their hair. And you not only is it socially acceptable to parody, to mock women, it's hell, it's encouraged. It gets you, it gets you a private audience with the president of the United States. So while all the candidates, I mean, all of them from, uh, you know, from, from Katie Hobbs and um, uh, uh, Tim Ryan to Fetterman to Warnock to you name it to Maggie Haas. They're all trying to distance himself from the white house, from Biden, because he's been such a disaster. And what's Biden's response for the weekend, the, the, you know, 10, 12 days before the, uh, uh, before the election, I mean, uh, two weeks, 15, 16, 17 days before the election. Let's sit down with a guy who pretends to be a woman, woman and tell her or him huh, how much we support um, young boys lopping off their private parts, young girls getting double mastectomies with removing their healthy breasts, you know, for their mental health. This could be the least popular position of this white house and god knows there are lots of them we'll get to the uh, student debt forgiveness the cancellation of student debt and uh, and other fringe extreme positions of the white house but to me the last thing you want if you're a democrat and you're praying you don't get blown out too badly in uh in eight days is that right no not eight days um 15 days, getting my hopes up here, 15 days, you're praying you don't get blown out too badly in 15 days. Do you really want your president, your 80-year-old president, to sit down with a man who is mocking women, pretending to be a woman, and telling him, yes, I support 13, 14-year-old kids removing, going, going under the knife and removing their healthy genitals removing their breasts, going on drugs and messing with their body. Yes. That's a position I want to take. That's a hill I want to die on. If you haven't seen it, and I assume you haven't, because again, uh, the media is never going to be more invested in, in helping one side and hurting the other than they are right now. I was watching a lot of TV yesterday, watching a lot of news, did not see this interview anywhere. But by the way, where does it, where do they, who, who does this person Dylan work for? I know we covered this the other day, other than her 7 million, his 7 million uh, TikTok followers. Who saw this interview? Like, where did it broadcast? Do you know, Ironhead? Um, I couldn't find a watermark or anything, but uh, they might've just, it says make your mark. Does that sound like anything to you? Uh, so, and I guess if you have 7 million TikTok followers, you get a pretty big audience. It's a hell of a lot bigger than CNN or MSNBC. But among the influencers hosted at the White House was Dylan uh, Mulvaney. And Biden sat down and pretended like this was a serious, <laughs> a serious uh, interview uh, two weeks before the election. Man. Again, I you know, obviously he's he's gone. He's just shot mentally, you know, physically, you name it. But somebody thought this was a good idea. 
Let's let's watch a little of Joe Biden with Dylan Mulvaney, who, again, we remind you, has been a woman for 220 days. This uh, this video here is just to it's a it's a little quick um, uh, video to show what kind of mental state he was in for, the, for this interview. Is this him falling asleep or is this this uh, is this is him physically not making like words come out? <laughs> OK, good. Something different. Go ahead. The biggest thing is, though, that correctly, at least we have to change what we are those things that are affect the environment. <laughs> those that are affect those the things, environment. Oh, this is him. Another another message is really going to resonate with people as they get up on Monday morning, go to work, try to pay their bills. In that interview, he says we have to start paying third world countries to fight climate change. We have to start taking a piece of your paycheck sending it to friggin' Zimbabwe to help them, uh, you know, put up windmills. It's just so, it's just so stupid. It just, I mean, if you put that to a vote, how many people in the country would say, yes, I would like to contribute some of my money to send a Chad so that they could uh, uh, build windmills and recycle and get rid of pesticides. But that, (laughs) excuse me, that is, again, most of many of his answers are so disjointed and so incoherent that they don't mean anything. But that's I think that was him talking about climate change. Do we have him talking about sex changes for uh, for kids, for uh, for children? Yep. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Wrong. Just to remind, uh, kids can't get tattoos. They can't drink a beer. They can't vote. They can't drive under you know sixteen. They can't uh, join the military. They can't go to an R-rated movie. They can't go to lots of you know. They can't go to bars. But our president, our commander in chief, a man who got eighty-one million votes, think they should be able to remove their healthy genitals and change their sex. Uh, this is a whole new fight. I welcome it. I'm glad we're finally having it because this is so morally wrong, just morally repugnant that people will fight again for children to make this choice. Children who can't consent to sex, but they can consent to a sex change. The idea that this is somehow the compassionate somehow the the decent thing to do that you shouldn't be making those decisions we're forcing vaccines on kids by the way that's that's coming uh and we're we're telling kids who are confused who met many of them are, many of them whom are autistic we've seen those those numbers the percentage of autistic kids who go through this process they're confused they tell their mother their teacher their guidance counselor they're confused about their agenda whoop Let's go see a surgeon. That's how it's work. And, 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 and I can't think of a less popular thing. Can you imagine this guy who used to be, you know, a moderate who grew up, I mean, who's almost 80, who claims to be a devout Catholic, thinks that nobody should stop a 13-year-old kid, a 14, a 15-year-old kid. And, and by the way, you know, you could say they don't do it on kids, but we've already learned that is a lie Thanks to libs of TikTok and Chris Rufo and Billboard Chris, we've, we're learning more and more. These are things they wanted to keep hidden. They didn't want you to know, for instance, that you could get 
a child could get uh, a double mastectomy, a healthy girl at the age of 15, 16, 17 could get a double mastectomy at Boston Children's. We've since learned that. And any decent person, I realize that total lunatics like this, the Dylan uh, Mulvaney or, or, you know, Antifa thugs, they, they're fighting hard for the right of parents to bring their children to a surgeon and change their gender. And our, and our, our, our pathetic president is uh, all in. So you run with that. Why don't you, uh, why don't you suggest that all the Democrats for the next two weeks, that Fetterman and Katie Hobbs and Warnock run with that, say, yes, I support lopping off the healthy breasts of 15 year old girls. That's a winning message, Joe. I guess I should give him credit because at least I think he stayed awake for this interview, although we've only seen uh, highlights. We haven't seen the whole thing. But he also, for some reason, sat down. This is a guy who's been hiding for a year and a half and suddenly is on this, this binge. Maybe somebody is telling him that you could help Democrats, you know, Democrats who don't want any part of you. I, I did this the other day. I know we played it when he had that totally bizarre, you know, barely coherent uh, answer along the rope line on before he went on, on vacation the other day. And someone said, Democrats don't want you campaigning for them. Most of them don't want you. To, and he said, no, 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 no. 16, 16 of them want me, 16. And I pointed this out. There are 469 races between the House and the Senate. 469 races, and this guy thinks it's something to brag about that 16 want him to campaign for him. That could be one of the most Joe Biden-y moments of all time. Yeah, 16 of them out of 469, they want me there. But uh, we got him uh, talking about student loans, another another all-time Biden gap. But do we have him sitting with Jason, I mean, uh, Jonathan Capehart, the Biden stooge, who's employed by uh, MSNBC and the Washington Post, Biden campaign aide who wears a press pass, who carries a press pass. Do we have him sitting down with him before he moves? I mean, walking. He's He sits down with him and he walks with him and then he makes the moves on him. It is amazing how he'll do it with anyone. He puts both hands on him, leans in, breathes his Duga breath. Looks like he's ready to kiss him. <laughs> he's answering some innocuous question. But I love this so much because Jonathan Capehart is there, again, for one reason, to help this feeble old man appear competent, appear virile. And he's trying. He's doing his best. And it's just impossible. But uh, this is him. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Is this him talking about student loan? What's he talking about with Capehart as they take a walk? The big payoff in this video is when he talks about how he could die tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's listen. Go ahead. So let's say Trump doesn't run again. Convince Aunt Gloria that she should stick with you. Well, I think Aunt Gloria should take a look. I, I think it's a legitimate thing to be concerned about anyone's age, including mine. I think that's totally legitimate. But I think the best way to make the judgment is to uh, to, you know, watch me. You know, am I slowing up? Am I don't have the same pace as her? You know, uh, and that old joke, you know, uh, um, everybody talks about the, you know, the new 70s, 50s and all that stuff. You know, I, you know, it could be, I, I'm a great respecter of fate. 
I could get a disease tomorrow. I could, you know, drop dead tomorrow. But I, you know, in terms of my energy level, in terms of how much I'm able to do, I think people should look and say, is he, does he still have the same passion for what he's doing? And if they think I do and I can do it, then that's fine. If they don't, then they should vote against me. He's clearly reading off camera. He just, he'll stop randomly and look at the same spot. And is, that, is that really a, <laughs> is that a strong response? <laughs> watch me. That's all we do. That's all anyone does. Watch you. And it's uncomfortable. It's embarrassing. Watch me. Someone has to tell him we need a new message. Watch me. Okay. We watch you wander off stage in the wrong direction. Every time you give a speech, we watch you reach out your hand to shake hands with imaginary people. We watch you lean in and try to sniff, you know, little girls, little boys. Ah, watch you. I'm not sure that's uh, very convincing, uh, Mr. President, but well, he tries to say like debate. He, he tries to say like the seventies, the new 50, and then he can't even get the words out to express that. And then shouldn't it be 80? You're 80 in a couple of weeks. You're 80. I want you to forget. Who cares? What's I know they're going to low key the, uh, low key the birthday as much as possible because that that's, I mean, even if you support every one of his policies, you have to agree that he's just not, he's just not up for the job anymore. But uh, there was some debate over the weekend. I watched this like three or four times on whether he actually nodded off in the middle of an interview. I believe it was the same, same guy, Jonathan Capehart, a total Biden stooge. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions visit genesite.com for more information uh and he's talking about i don't even know what he's talking about oh he's talking about running again running again and they're asking about what dr jill thinks which is is that really a question he wouldn't have run last time if dr jill wasn't a power hungry elder abuser no decent wife decent spouse would put their they put their loved one in this situation to get mocked and ridiculed daily to go out there and embarrass himself. And again, you could say it's not his fault. He's 80. That's how 80 year olds are in many cases. He's just not really there. But apparently uh, Dr. Jill wants the power, wants to sleep in the white house so badly that she doesn't care how, how bad her, her husband looks. But here is uh, the same guy, Jonathan Capehart, interviewing over the weekend, asking Biden about uh, running again. But you tell me. Let's uh, watch it together. Listen together. Does he nod off? This was a big question over the weekend. I, I can't quite. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. It, it doesn't matter. He sounds completely out of it, completely gone. I don't think they had, they gave him the meds on time, whatever. Maybe it was late in the day. Maybe he hadn't had his ice cream yet, but he's just sounds gone and uh uh you know k-pop couldn't help him go ahead play it i have not made that formal decision but it's my intention my intention to run again and we have time to make that decision uh dr biden is for it mr president oh uh. dr biden thinks that uh my wife <laughs> 
Do you hear me? He goes, he goes up. His eyes are closing. He's lost. And, and this is, I believe this was edited. I'll bet you this is like a minute long where he starts, starts storing. I mean, obviously MSNBC doesn't want to make him look bad and they don't want him to fall asleep. What that would be, absolute comedy gold if Capehart just let him fall asleep and start drooling. <laughs> play it again. Play that. Play it again. I can't, I can't tell. It's so hard to tell because when he's awake, he's out of it. I can't tell if he's sleeping. Go ahead. Mr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that, uh, my wife thinks that, uh, that I uh, that that we're that we're doing something very important. Of course. Oh does. my God! Oh jeez! Talk about weekend at Bernie's. This, I mean, this he shouldn't. I say, I'll say it again. He shouldn't be driving. His kids, grandkids should be taking the keys away. He can't. He couldn't like bag groceries at Stop and Shop like some retirees, bored retirees. He couldn't do that. He he absolutely could not bag groceries. He couldn't like deliver your mail, walk your dog. He couldn't do any of those things. He's just not capable. And yet he's the leader of the free world. Uh, <laughs> nodding off in the middle of an interview. And then when he wakes up, he's like, ah, she, uh, she thinks we're doing something important. Yeah, it is important. Destroying this country. All right. Uh, no, one more. Do we have it, the student? It wasn't she. It wasn't she. Uh, thanks. It was uh, um, Dr. Biden. I mean, my wife. <laughs> Dr. Biden. Dr. Biden. Anyone. I'll, I'll remind people, if you ever want a, a good chuckle, if you're looking for a good comedy read, get her uh, her doctorate dissertation from like whatever it is, University of uh, Delaware, I think. I'm telling you, she did. She writes like a fifth grader. She's just not a very bright woman. And the idea that she calls some doctors is comical. But all right, one more. Do we have him talking about the student loan scam? Uh, as we know, he's fighting hard along with a lot of uh, Democrats. Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren have never fought harder for anything than uh, than the than uh, paying the debts, making hardworking Americans pay the debts for deadbeats with graduate degrees. I mean, obviously all these deadbeats have gone to college. Most of them, 57% have graduate degrees. They don't want to pay their bills. I understand no one wants to pay their bills. And this fool came up with a plan to forgive them, forgive them. In other words, transfer them to people who work for a living and let the people who don't work, who, who took, who did the wrong thing, who showed no discipline. He wants the, the, people who did the right thing and didn't take on more debt than they can handle. He wants them to pay the debts of the, of the deadbeats. And, and, and as usual, Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren are fighting hard for the non-working class, the privileged, the pampered few fighting against people, working people, actual working people who go out there every day and are living, but they convinced this, this empty vessel to fight with them and he's convinced he somehow believes this is something he did signed the executive order. Didn't go through Congress. He just did it a couple of weeks ago. And now he believes it went up for a vote in Congress and he won the vote. That's incredible. That is just incredible. 
That's who's making the decisions. We want this no, guy. No it, no, no, it isn't. It clearly this isn't. Guy. He has no idea. All right. Let, let's listen. He thinks he won in a close vote. It was never voted on. This thing that's going to drive up inflation and cost, again, hardworking people upwards of a trillion dollars. That's all. He thinks it went to a vote and he won. Go ahead. The other piece what we're trying to do is, you're probably aware, I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues, who are the same people who got PPP loans during the, for up to close to, in some cases, up to five, six dollars $600,000. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is, if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for... Two thousand. I mean, excuse me. Uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get ten thousand written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. And already, a total of I think it's now thirteen million people have applied. He acts like that's a good thing. I mean, that is the most unpopular thing. I can't imagine. Go for it, Joe. Go for it, all of you. You know, Fetterman and Ryan, go for it. Tell everybody how it's such a good idea to to forgive the debt of these these bums that took out loans. Probably some of them bought cars, you know, whatever. Bought, you know, went on vacation. And now you're going to forgive their debt. The people that said, no, I can't afford to go to a private college. I can't afford to get my master's. I got to, I, I, I can't take out, take on that kind of debt. Those people have to pay the debts of the bums. And he thinks that's a good idea. And worse, even worse, more alarming. He thinks it went to a vote and he won by a couple of votes, man, that should disqualify this whole, this whole plan. If the guy who, who, who signed it, uh, put it in effect, thinks it actually went to a vote, then he doesn't understand. <laughs> He's just so confused. I, again, say it for the thousandth time, if you think, he, you know, they should go with the 25th Amendment and remove that in, un, incompetent man from power, uh, think again, because the guy, the woman, the person waiting in the wings is is in many ways worse because she doesn't have dementia. He has dementia. She doesn't. She's just so freaking clueless and dis, and just so dishonest. The one thing, and we've talked about it a thousand times in the last two years, it, it's it's amazing to think about this, especially in, in contrast with all the January 6th defendants, many of whom committed no violence, broke nothing, hurt no one, just walked through the Capitol and are still in jail. The... Uh, the QAnon shaman, Viking man, is doing four years, did nothing but walk through the Capitol and howl like a wolf. The persecution of these people is just a undercovered story, obviously, because the Democrats wouldn't care if they executed them all. They're Trump supporters. But uh, at the same time, we had many Democrats supporting, celebrating, cheering on the BLM rioters, the Antifa rioters who burned cities, actually killed people, caused $2 billion worth of damage, destroyed whole neighborhoods, and they were rooting them on. Um, God knows, uh, hey, the next governor of Massachusetts, likely Maura Healey, celebrated when they looted and committed arson in Boston. She said, that's how forests grow. She she praised the people who are destroying small businesses. How anyone could vote for that person is beyond me. But 
worse yet, we had the vice president of the United States raising money and bailing out violent rioters, people who were assaulting cops, burning businesses. And, you know, she said, uh, she, she encouraged people to contribute to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which bailed them out. Many of them got out and committed more violent crimes. That's a fact. But she's, again, so coddled and protected, she thinks she can flat out lie about it. Here's her tweet. If you're able to chip in now to the Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protesting, I'm sorry, protesters don't get arrested, rioters do. Hell, you think cops were arresting peaceful protesters? They're hands full with arsonists and violent Antifa thugs. She denies now. She says she never said she supported that. She never did that. It's an amazing bit of a piece of sound, her denying that when it's on Twitter, it's on tape. Do we have her? And, and this, this is just a remarkable thing. In the middle of those riots, the vice president said they won't stop and they shouldn't stop. They shouldn't stop burning, rioting, looting. Do we have that? We sure do. Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day, and that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels. That this isn't—they're not going to let up, and they should not, and we should not. Wow, that is her talking about BLM and Antifa rioters. They're not going to let up, and they shouldn't. They'd already caused by then billions in damage. Billions. It, it killed people. It hurt two thousand cops, and she said they shouldn't stop. To her pal Stephen Colbert. Think about that. That is incredible. All right. Well, uh, oh man, we got a lot more to get to. Damn. I knew there was too much on this Monday, but uh, you know what? I want to do the uh, climate cultists, but, but since we're on the topic, we have found, you know, just, they got a lot to do with the white house. A lot. Most of it is cleaning up messes on Isle Biden and, uh, and cleaning up after Kamala. But they're, you know, probably already here we are in late October planning the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, and they got lots of holidays. They got to do Kwanzaa, they got to do Hanukkah, they, you know, they got to do Xmas, you know, not, they want to make a big deal out of Xmas. We're going to have lights and stuff, but we don't want to talk about Christ or anything. God, but they'll be having, they'll be hosting big parties. And uh, we just got this. My sources tell me, my sources, um, I, um, let me check my source. It's some guy says in his bio, he's a stoolie and a minifan, but whatever. He, t- he texted me this story. He said he's got it on good authority that the White House has already come to an agreement with a uh, performer for, uh, the, ho- for um, the holidays, for Christmas, for um for the parties, you know, at the White House parties, his name, her name, his, uh, I don't know, his name is Jordan Gray. I think he's big in the UK, but Jordan Gray is a singer, a performer, a, um, a uh, keyboard player. There's a unique way of playing the keyboard. Can we watch a, a little bit of Jordan Gray? I think Jordan Gray is going to be big. Let's be honest. He is, he is on his way. He's going to be a star. This was, this was live on BBC, by the way. When this it was live on television in the UK. People were sitting down with their family, watching a little musical performance. And this is what they saw. Go ahead. Stop 
there, there's your future, America. Jordan Gray is a man with with breasts. Uh, I think pretending to be a woman is that my do I have that right? I, I feel so. I mean, I'm uncomfortable watching this crap, but. Uh, she said, he said before he's time to make history. So he goes out and sings this song live on TV, um, strips off all his clothes. He's buck naked and starts playing the keyboard with his penis. I'm sorry, with her penis. That was the, uh, that, that was in the most of the news. I mean, obviously most of the media will ignore this, but, uh, <laughs> Here's here's the Daily Mail. I love when the even the you know people even if it's not crazy liberal media people they try to play along with this this charade. Uh, Daily Mail says Jordan Gray, who was assigned male at birth, wasn't born male, was assigned male, <laughs> uh, has been undergoing her transition. In a sketch, she sang an expletive-filled song of her experience as a trans woman as a trans woman. The show included uh, before the performance, Gray um, told Twitter followers, tonight we make history. Um, Gray took to the keyboard in a bright pink suit. She opened with a song that said, I look out in the faces of the room and wish I could crawl back in the womb uh, and start again against God's plan with different glands and smaller hands. Um, then she was playing the keyboard and she pressed, played the keyboard with her penis. Okay. I look forward to Jordan Gray playing the white house and probably coming to Boston. Let's be honest. You know, she's just living her truth. Nothing, nothing inappropriate about this. I mean, I heard about this initially and thought it was like, you know, he would do it with, you know, his pants on just kind of whack whack his crotch against the keyboard, but no, she's got sneakers. He's got sneakers and nothing else on obviously surgically enhanced breasts and a, and a wiener that he has yet to lop off. Joe, Joe Biden wants you to know he's all in on Jordan lopping off his wiener, but he is, uh, I don't, I don't even know how good a keyboard player. I don't, I, I I'm not going to judge. Um, that's, uh, it's a that's, real uh, brave, uh, keyboard. Right, brave, courageous. All right. I, uh, we were going to get to the more climate crazies are uh, vandalizing. This time, I'm okay with it. The climate crazies yesterday went to Madame Toussaint's wax museum and threw a pie in the face of uh, King Charles's statue. King Charles is the greatest ally they have. He's the ultimate elitist climate cultist, and they're defacing literally his uh, statue. Good for them. You know, I'm okay with that. It's better than trashing a hundred million dollar painting, but all right, let me do Shay and then we'll get to the NFL and the low point of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady's storied 20, what is it? 23 year career. I think we've reached a low point, but it could get lower. But first, while the parties continue at Shea Concrete, the National Precast Concrete Association and Shea Concrete are presenting precast days in New England. This is a unique educational opportunity to provide students, specifiers, engineers, and contractors, or anyone else interested in the precast concrete industry with an up-close and personal experience at one of New England's leading precast concrete plants. 
it's really just a party. They have food trucks. They have ice cream. You get to tour the place. You get to learn about the precast industry. All you got to do is show up. They're going to have big rig barbecue. The cookie monster. That's my favorite food truck. Those big ice cream cookies. All you got to show up at Shea, one of their plants. We've had a couple of these already. Tomorrow, um, October 25th in Rochester, Mass. You can show up there or you can wait till uh, the 28th. The big one, Amesbury. The main plant in Amesbury on October 28th. Uh, you get plant tours from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then you can uh, enjoy the food trucks and hang out and meet people and learn all about the precast concrete industry that we've been telling you about for years. Or, you know what else you can do? You can look for a job. Shea Concrete is always hiring right now. They have between 15 and 20 open positions for all kinds of different people with all kinds of different skill sets. It's a great company, a great place to work. All you got to do is pass a drug test. You can go for more information at shakeconcrete.com. I, everybody, you, me, Ironhead, uh, Matata, everybody, I mean everybody, was all in on the uh, Bucks winning at Carolina in everything. This is why I don't gamble. This is, you know, Matata always wants to know, why don't I put some money on my picks? This is why I was certain, certain Tom Brady, I've watched, you know, almost every snap of his career and, Followed him pretty damn closely. I was certain he was going to come out on fire and destroy the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers who were playing with P.J. Walker. Is it P.J. or T.J. Walker? What's his first? Whatever. Walker, their fourth string quarterback. Uh, No Christian McCaffrey. They traded away their best player uh, to San Francisco. They had one win. They were an absolute mess. They were playing for an interim coach. You know, like Jamel Hill said, just a black guy was being thrown to the wolves. They don't do that to white coaches, only black coaches. They were they were forfeiting the season. They were just giving up on the season, tanking. And it was uh, obvious. They they and, and Brady had come off a loss to Pittsburgh. And now he was playing Carolina and he was not to be denied. The spread was 13 and a half. He lost... By what, 21? Uh, the, what was the final? Uh, he got smoked. Didn't score a touchdown. Didn't And looked awful. And by the way, the, the, there were some throws I've never seen him make. They come hitting 10 feet short of the receiver. He looked awful. The Panthers beat the spread by 30. Just eked it out. Beat the spread by 30. Now he has to go Thursday night. It was, uh, yeah, they lost by uh, 18. 30, 31 points. They beat the spread. Um Tom, but now he has to go Thursday night and play uh, the Ravens. It could get ugly. He's three and four in the first place, I believe, right? Let me check the standings. Uh, the Patriots are three and four in the last place. That's interesting. But the Patriots are in a much better, yeah, three and four tied for first place in the NFC South. Uh, lost two in a row. It's just things are bad. Things are grim in Tampa. And some people are saying he's going to quit. He's not going to quit. No. He is not going to quit in midseason. No Never. chance. Never. I think this is fascinating to see how he handles adversity. We don't get to see this very often. And it's it's not going to get, you know, any easier. It's it's just, uh, I mean, it's the NFL. There's only so much they can do to protect you. He's got uh, Thursday night uh, home against the Ravens. And then uh, home against the Super Bowl champs, the Rams, and then home against the Seahawks. Wow. Three straight home games. Then at the Browns, home against the Saints, at the Niners, 
it could get uglier and uglier. And clearly he doesn't look good, but A, he's not going to quit and B, he's not going to, uh, you know, blame his personal problems, but he's got them. He's got them. This is from uh, page six in the New York post this morning. Uh, things are getting nasty between Tom Brady and Giselle Bouchton amid their marriage split. Um, insiders say Bouchton hired Tom Sasser, the managing partner of the law firm Sasser, Sestero, and Roy, the West Palm Beach divorce attorney, has handled a stable of high-profile clients, including Tiger Woods in his divorce with Elon Nordegren. Sasser also represented Jeff Gordon in his bitter divorce from his wife, Brooke, which turned into a battle over the NASCAR driver's net worth. Um, A source said things are very nasty between Tom and Giselle because of the lawyers. They are ready to fight. Man, this is going to be wild. Much of it is going to be in public. I mean, it's unless they seal the divorce settlement and unless nobody's talking, nobody's whispering to uh, the New York Post or TMZ, there's nothing that's going to be covered like, like divorced Tom Brady and divorced Giselle Bunchton. Every move, every time he goes out, everything he says, he, he's been under the spotlight for whatever, 23 years. It's going to get so much more intense and it's going to happen during the season. That is going to be pretty wild watching this all unfold. I think I can't help it. You know, I've watched him so long. I can't help but think he was, he's going to be okay. He's going to win some games. You don't expect him to win. He's going to fight for a playoff spot. Maybe he's not winning a Super Bowl, but I think there's going to be weeks where you say, wow, I thought he was all washed up. He was done at 45. He might quit. He probably will quit at the end of the year. Maybe he'll get hurt. That's generally how it works, but there's no way he's just walking away. Not a chance. In, uh, in a related development, Aaron Rodgers loses to the Washington Commanders, the lowly Commanders, and Taylor Heikeny, 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 whatever his freaking name is. Heineke. Heineke, right, Heineke. That's another shocker. I was 100% convinced uh, the Packers would win that. They are 10.5-point underdogs at Buffalo this week. Aaron Rodgers is a double-digit underdog. What a wild weekend. And then Kansas City goes out there as they often do and makes you think there's no way they could lose to anyone ever. They put up 532 yards against the number one defense of San Francisco 49ers who had all the mojo going for them. You know, they had uh, Christian McCaffrey in uniform and, and looking really good. And yet uh, the, 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 uh, the chiefs just embarrassed them. It, it's, 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 it's a great, you know, NFL season. The Patriots, are tied, right? With the uh, um, no, the Patriots are in last place. Um, We're hoping uh, to get out of solo last place tonight. They're in solo last place because the Jets win again. The Jets have won four in a row. They're four and zero on the road. Tell me, that's not the most incredible development. I know the, the New York Giants are riding high. Brian Dayball, you think they're regretting in New York that they hired the wrong Brian? That they didn't hire. Uh, Brian Flores to hide Brian Dayball. I, I'm going to guess not. They are looking good. Daniel Jones looks good. Looks like a looks like a poor man's Josh Allen. You know he can run. He's tall. 
Um, but the Jets, man, those two games they got against the Jets, the Patriots, I wouldn't call those locks anymore for the first time in a long time. Jets are five and two, just a half game behind the Bills who had a bye. Tough division, man. Dolphins are four and three, and the Patriots have to win tonight against the Bears to stay out of solo last place. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be interesting, and and we have a QB controversy in New England. Actually, we don't. Mac Jones is the starter. Belichick and, and uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge watch these two every day. They know they know there are things Jones can do, throws he can make that Zappy can't. That's my guess. Zappy's the backup. He'll probably can, he'll probably get out there and play again. Uh, they'll probably both play plenty before the year's out because guys, particularly young QBs, get hit, they get hurt. So we'll see what happens. But bad. Bad weekend. Was it a bad weekend on our picks? We all picked the uh, Bucks, right? Uh, yeah, we definitely did. That one's definitely <laughs> a loss. Um, Green Bay too, maybe. Is that oh, a- that's another loss. Tough weekend. We all have the Pats tonight. Minus what's the line? Minus uh, seven or seven and a half. All right. Well, it changes. I, I was. In- <laughs> I was in a uh, my usual red zone trance for about six hours, but it was not a good red zone day. A lot of blowouts, bad games. Although it is shocking to watch Brady skipping throws and ducking under imaginary run. He's just in a bad place. I blame Giselle. It's all Giselle's fault. But all right, quick one quick thing before we wrap. Uh, a couple quick things. I love nothing more than uh, covering the uh, corruption of the mainstream media. I mentioned. This this is uh, this is the Associated Press this morning, I believe. Yes, the Associated Press this morning. This is. I'll just read you the tweet. You don't have to read the story, but and I think we all. I think everybody listening. I think we all understand these people are immoral. They're unethical. They're liars. They're frauds. They're corrupt to the core. Their whole goal they go to they go to journalism school at Columbia just so they can get out and help their team help their guys even if their guys are incompetent old men like Joe Biden here's the tweet you tell me if this story's worth reading one handshake one hug and one selfie at a time Joe Biden is on a mission to connect with everyday Americans gee. <laughs> Maybe I should read the story. Do you think they mentioned the sniffs, the sniffs and the snorts and the, and the groping and the touching? Uh, do you think they mentioned, I don't know, the showers he took with his daughter, any of that in the store? Uh, it's, it's just, this is unbelievable. Zeke Miller, AP's chief white house correspondent. Here's his lead. One handshake, one hug and one selfie at a time. If president Biden could greet every American this way, longtime allies say his approval ratings would soar. Really? If he could touch just every American, his approval? I'm telling you, every time he leaves the house, this is incredible. Talking about how people he's met, it might be someone like Tom Eichinger, a Milwaukee brewery owner who asked Biden a question on TV. It might be a small child. Biden likes to carry some cash so he could discreetly slip kids a few dollars and encourage them to buy ice cream. You know, you know the, what they left out? He leaves the dollar in his front pocket, his pants pocket. <laughs> right, so, his, hey, right his I zipper. For you, kid. I got a dollar for you, little girl, right there in the right pocket. You can buy ice cream. God, these people, they're so tone deaf. They think that's, they think that's uh, somehow 
a positive thing saying he gives a few dollars to kids. They don't, they, they just want to live in denial. That could be my favorite example of uh, media bias today, but I will say it's uh, it's got competition. This, this is not, that was the Associated Press. This is ProPublica. Uh, a guy writes for ProPublica in the Baltimore banner. Here's his tweet this morning. I'm sorry, not this morning, over the weekend. Yikes. According to a friend, Ron DeSantis would tell would tell dates that he liked Thai food. Wait a second. DeSantis, uh, this, this is a writer writing. According to a friend, DeSantis would tell dates he liked Thai food, but pronounced it thigh. If they corrected him, he would find an excuse to leave. He didn't want a girlfriend who connect, who corrected him. <laughs> I'm sure that's so real. <laughs> oh, this is from the, the Financial Times of London, a guy named Joshua Chafin. According to a friend, DeSantis would tell dates he liked Thai food, but would pronounce it thigh. So we're talking like in high school? So what? Anyway, and he would find if she didn't, if she corrected him, said it was Thai, he would leave, get up and leave the date. Man, I told you they'd come up with some dirt on him. This is devastating. I think he's going to have to pull out, and I think he's going to have to quit in disgrace. He mispronounced Thai when he was in high school. This is going to be fascinating. For the next two years, there's going to be a million stories like this, saying he did something in college, in high school, in the Navy. They are going to make stuff up. I mean, it is going to get nasty, and all I can say is good luck to them because – my man, Ron DeSantis, and by the way, my, my woman, Carrie Lake, is just kicking ass. We're not going to play it today. We got it, though. Her, she was asked what she would do if the Super Bowl threatened to pull out of Arizona because of one of her you know, policies, like closing the border or arresting drug dealers. And she said, I don't work for the NFL. Screw the NFL. She's going to win. She is going to win in a blaze of glory on November 8th, and she is going to be a player, man. I still like it. DeSantis Lake in 2024. I'm hoping, I'm dreaming, but Trump has to, you know, step aside with dignity and let those two take over. It's time. We have an 80-year-old president. We see the results. We don't need another 80-year-old president. Sorry, Donald. Appreciate all you've done, but no more octogenarians, whatever. 80-year-olds. No more 80-year-olds. All right. What I miss, I had anything important? Nothing important. I know we got lots of stuff as we always do on Monday. We will get to the good stuff. We will be watching these races, but we'll watching the Patriots tonight. We'll see how the uh, QB controversy goes. I, I, you know, I just, I wish they were playing the jets. You know, I can't believe I'm saying it. I wish they were playing the jets or the giants, the bears, bears suck. Justin Fields throws like six times a game. Patriots are going to eat him alive. Patriots minus what's the line. I got seven and a half. Seven and a half. We're given seven and a half, but I feel good about this one, Ironhead. We're going to start our comeback. We're going to we're going to make up for uh, for that crushing Bucks loss. But uh, we will leave it there for today. Thank you to everybody for listening and watching and commented. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.